Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up in your life because you know that mental health is important. You know that your connection with yourself is the most important connection you will have on this earth except for your connection with the higher power, which is what we are going to be talking about today. But I just want to applaud you because I feel as if, not applaud you for consuming my content, but applauding you for deciding to consume content that is based in growth, personal development, connection, love, inspiration, all of those things. I find that today with an endless loop of content, it's so easy to listen to podcasts that maybe don't fuel our mind as much or maybe don't teach us something. Um, I try to make every episode super valuable and inspirational and implementational, which I just made up, I think, for you and your life because I'm going through all this shit too. I'm trying to figure out how to balance my mood, how to balance my life. I think that I've come to a really good place after living with a mental illness for 15 years, walking through a spiritual path and developing the tools so that I can run my own businesses. Um, So I just want to say thank you and you're doing a fucking good job because you're interested in these topics. And I think that's so freaking monumental to acknowledge, you know, Lacey Phillips in her podcast expanded. She says that by just pressing play, you're already starting the process of manifestation. So I like to believe that when you press play to scout podcasts, you are starting your healing and you're starting to garner up strengthening tools so that you can live knowing that you got this. You live knowing that you're safe in your emotions, that you can handle anything that life throws your way, and that the challenges that come into your life are happening for you and not to you. 
So let's get into the episode. Oh, but first we have to talk because next Tuesday, I'll introduce it real quick. We have Puno coming on my Clubhouse series, The Emotional Entrepreneur, which is every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You might know her because she's the new host of Girl Boss Radio. You might know her from her company, I Love Creatives, but we're going to be talking about lifestyle business. So I will leave the link to that in the show notes here. I'll also be posting about it on Instagram throughout the week and the Tuesday before. So I hope to see you there. Our last or our first last clubhouse room with Bailey the other day went so amazingly. We talked all about morning routines and I'm just loving the live aspect of clubhouse rooms. So I hope to find you there. Okay, let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk about how I got into spirituality. Let's talk about what it looks like for me today. And then I'll leave you with some tools and tips and resources if you're interested in, I suppose, walking down the spiritual path but don't know where to start. There's a few things that can pull that energetic feeling out of you. So let's start at the very beginning. In high school, my grandma took me to get Reiki certified as a Reiki one. And for those of you that are already like, what the fuck is Reiki? Reiki is an energetic healing, what's it called? Energetic healing practice. Um, It's essentially transferring energy from someone's hands onto your body by hovering them over the body or actually touching certain parts of your body and I'm not going to get into exactly what Reiki is, but it was my first introduction into energy healing. And I think that in spirituality, there is a lot of concepts and treatments and and rituals that seem really woo-woo or out there. So I think being introduced to energy healing as a concept so young kind of planted the seed in my mind to be open to these types of things. Um, I really then came back to these holistic energy healing measures in my early 20s when my bipolar disorder was really suffocating me and getting to be too great of a burden to bear. Psychiatric medication was failing me in many respects. I couldn't find a medication cocktail that worked for me. I was a college dropout. I couldn't hold a job. And I just knew that on top of Western psychiatry and weekly therapy, I needed a more holistic, natural, and spiritual regimen. And so I became a member at Saffron and Sage, which is an holistic wellness community center here in San Diego. And I started getting Reiki every single month. And I started playing around with cupping, which is incredible and breath work and meditation and yoga. I had done my yoga teacher training. So I really felt comfortable in these alternative healing modalities as well as in the history of yoga, etc. But it wasn't until I went on my honeymoon that I had my first, I suppose you could call it spiritual awakening. So I went to Tulum for my honeymoon, which is in Mexico. And Tulum is just such a spiritual vortex. There's something in the water. There's something in the air. Everybody has a high vibration. The consciousness is rise. There's, you know, moon circles and meditation tents and probably ayahuasca ceremonies going on. And I was there with my husband on a beachfront property hotel. So incredibly beautiful. And I was reading Gabby Bernstein. And she's one of the resources that I'm going to recommend later. She is the perfect introduction to spirituality. And I was reading her book, Spirit Junkie. 
And something just clicked in my brain. Um, or, well, I should say, I should back up. I was being massaged, right? I was in this spiritual vortex. Everyone around me was very spiritually in tune. Incense was lighting. Um, sound bowls were going off. And I was reading Gabrielle Bernstein, who is a really amazing, relatable spiritual teacher. And I, it all clicked for me when my husband and I were leaving dinner. And we brought umbrellas with us for dinner because Tulum is oddly rainstormy and so we brought a umbrella that was the hotel's property and we realized that he forgot the umbrella at the restaurant and so we took a cab back to the restaurant and as he's getting out of the cab he literally bumps head with this girl and he looks up and he can't believe it it's his friend from high school who is a Mexican movie star and then spends um, a couple months a year hostessing in Tulum just to get away from her, you know, to get away from all that. And so it was so weird. It was everything had to happen perfectly, right? He had to forget the umbrella. We had to get back in the cab and go there. And he didn't even know she was in Tulum and they literally physically bumped into one another. And so he was so excited to see her. He introduced her to me and she said, you have to come to my restaurant that I'm hosting at. I'll get you guys a table for tomorrow. And I remember thinking, ugh, it's not really on my list. I did a whole itinerary. I did all the research. Do I really want to go to this random restaurant? But I said, okay, you know, is this, what are the odds that we meet one of Adam's friends from high school? And so before that, so we made the reservation. And Adam, while we were in Tulum, was talking a lot about the book, The Alchemist. And as a scientist, he's always wanted to meet an alchemist. Uh, he made me read it. It's one of the most important books to him and for many, many reasons. And so I had just read it and he that's kind of been on his bucket list to always meet an alchemist. And we were talking about it on that trip, the book. And so the next day we go to this restaurant and she seats us. Beautiful restaurant outside. Ugh, the vibes in Tulum are so amazing. And she comes over and she says, hey, my friend, he's an, alchem and he's an alchemist. He just opened a store down on the main strip. Uh, he's coming. Do you want to sit with him? Do you mind if you guys share a table? And it hit me so hard. I just started laughing. I was like, of course. We had to forget the umbrella to specifically bump into you to go to the restaurant I didn't want to go to so that Adam could meet an alchemist, which we were just talking about it. And I just saw my life as this beautifully orchestrated thing. When is the last time you meet an alchemist? Where else is Adam going to meet an alchemist? And so it felt as if all of these minute, little, minor details had to happen to bring us to this dinner where Adam could meet an alchemist. And it was then that I saw a greater force at play. And it, it almost scared me a little bit because I was so in touch with that higher force. And it started showing up other areas. I started then suddenly feeling super blissful for days, just for days. And this wasn't mania. This wasn't my bipolar disorder. It was this deep-rooted sense of bliss and peace that I was walking around to loom with. My anxiety was totally gone. I was being really held by the universe and really feeling the universe's support. And I remember thinking to myself, are people going to think I'm crazy? Because it felt as if my eyes were being opened 
to this invisible order that the world works in. And as I was saying that, I was thinking, I was just really pondering, are people going to think I'm crazy if I talk about this? And as I was saying that, a song at the hotel started playing one, and the song one, the song was, if you don't like my fire, don't come around, because I'm going to burn one down. And I was looking around, and I couldn't believe it. I was asking the universe a question, which was, are people going to think I'm weird? Should I not share that I'm feeling this spiritual awakening? And I was literally answered in the form of a song, which said, if you don't like my fire, don't come around because I'm going to burn one down. And it gave me the strength to say, okay, I'll light my own fire. And if people don't like it, they don't have to come sit around the fire camp with me. And it was... I don't, that's the problem with spirituality for me is because it's so difficult to explain unless you've experienced it yourself. But I just saw the world differently. I saw it as this beautiful, supportive, energetic, higher force of love if I so chose to tap into it. And when I asked the universe for something, which was an answer to, do I share this? I'm afraid people are going to think I'm crazy. I received an answer and I have received answers over and over and over and over and over again since then. So I left Tulum and I came back to daily life and I came back to my inbox and I came back to this and this and this and I lost a little bit of that spark. I lost that connection with a higher power and it took a while for me to reignite that. It took two years for me to truly, truly reignite that spirituality. But since I felt it, I believed it. So it allowed me to enter in conversations. It allowed me to join a spiritual mastermind. It allowed me to read certain texts. It kept the door open for me. But it wasn't until... I would say last year, early 2020, and then it really solidified during the pandemic, I was in a spiritual mastermind and I was learning things like abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset, which totally changed my business and my revenue flow. And when the pandemic hit, I entered the spiritual awakening that was difficult. So the first spiritual awakening was bliss. It was proof that there is a higher power that is holding me. It is proof that there is something that is kind of, I don't want to say the word controlling, but navigating our lives for our highest good. And that when we ask, we receive. And this second round, which was the, the spiritual awakening that completely cracked me open to a dedication and a commitment to live my life by spiritual practices and rituals and philosophies for the rest of my life. It is so ingrained in me. I, I have seen and I cannot unsee at this point. And it was so painful. It was so painful. I was so depressed. It was so heavy, but it was different than the depression I'd felt. I felt as if I was literally being cracked open and taught that everything I thought wasn't real. And I was starting to think about, you know, reincarnation and what the soul journey is and if there or what the afterlife truly is. And 
how the energy we put out is what we get in return. And working with my mindset coach one-on-one, Amy Natalie, she really held space for me to enter into that spiritual awakening. And it was huge. It was huge. I saw a lot of personal development habits that was on automatic that were creating the reality of my life. I saw things, you know, not to get personal, but you know, for example, I saw that the reason I ask for my father's validation with everything is because if I make a mistake in life, but he's had his stamp of approval on it, I will still have that unconditional support by him, which is false. He unconditionally loves and supports me no matter what. But I was just able to see relationships, energetics at play with so much clarity that it just rocked my world. I started seeing so many synchronicities There's no such thing as coincidences when you're on a spiritual path. It's all synchronicities. Uh, Gabrielle Bernstein in uh, one of her books, The Universe Has Your Back, talks about um, developing a sign. So she says, create a sign. The first thing that comes to your mind, don't overthink it. And when you are either making a big decision or you need support from the universe or you need to just know that you're on the right path, ask the universe for your sign and it it will come to you. And every time my sign is the Rolling Stones and every time I ask for my sign to either show me that I'm on the right path or should I make a big decision, I always get it when it's right. It's just crazy to me, you know? So I personally only ask the universe to show me a sign if I'm on the right path or if I'm making the right decision. So an amazing small micro example of this is Adam and I were looking at an apartment last year and I didn't know if we should sign the lease and I wasn't sure and I said universe just show me my sign when I make the right decision and I was really thinking hard about it 24 hours later I was with my husband and I was going to take a nap and I looked over at him and I said so what do you think should we get the apartment he's like I don't think so I was like yeah it's not feeling right either let's not so I said okay decision made I kid you not, three seconds later, Adam's phone started playing the Rolling Stones just randomly. It was just sitting there. He doesn't even listen to the Rolling Stones. It just started playing. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're trying to take a nap. And I just sat there and smiled. I said, don't worry about it. The universe just wanted to let me know that I was on the right path. So what does spirituality mean to me today after I have went through the beautiful spiritual awakening and just got that little hint of euphoria and beauty and love. And then I went through the really hard work of the spiritual awakening, which was uncovering my shadow, understanding my automatic habits that weren't serving me, really implementing tools so that I could take care of myself, etc. Because a lot of the times people think living a spiritual life is just bliss and yoga and mushrooms, if that's what you're into. But Really, a spiritual path is a commitment to working on yourself while also being connected to a higher power, a higher source of energy, and not spiritually bypassing the real, real challenges, struggles, and pain that we experience here on earth, but rather kind of suiting up and walking through them while knowing that there's a greater purpose for this all. So Today, my spiritual practice is so ingrained and looks so many, it looks like so many different ways. I should say that 
as I kind of talk intuitively about what it looks like, if there is something that does not resonate with you, you do not have to adopt that into your spiritual practice. That's the beauty of it is that there is no strict dogma. There's no strict rules. It really is, you know, there's universal laws, I think, that we can all agree upon in the spiritual community. But the way you express and engage within spirituality is so incredibly diverse and nuanced and unique. So, for me, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm feeling as if I should start with the top level high stuff. So there's this book that so beautifully um, talks about this. It's called Meet Your Soul. And she says that there's a difference between spirit and soul. So spirit is that kind of all expansive, higher consciousness, um, really, really, you know, the universe and the galaxies and the cosmos and your spirit and reincarnation and the afterlife. And then you're, there's your soul, which is the entity and the energy that is here on earth that is walking through being a human being. And so there's two, I, I like differentiating them like that because I think that if you're too much in your spirit, you're not grounded here on earth in your soul, which is a necessary part of your soul's evolution. And if you're too much in soul and not spirit, you're missing that kind of magic that life provides. So I should say as sort of a blanket statement when it comes to spirituality, I firmly believe that I am a spiritual soul having a human experience. So not the other way around. I am not a human having a spiritual experience. I am a spiritual being having a human experience. So when it comes to the spirit stuff, we can get pretty woo-woo. You know, I believe in spirits. I believe in a life outside of this planet. I believe that my soul has personally been reincarnated, reincarnated on earth multiple, multiple, multiple times, going back hundreds, potentially even thousands of years. I believe that there is a higher power. I do not attempt to even define that higher power. It just is what it is, and I will meet it one day. I think I meet it every day, to be honest. I think the need to identify and label and shape and mold what that really looks like to us is a really human limitation. So I believe that there is a higher power that is guiding us through all of this. I believe that our souls are brought to earth to walk through pain and to uncover struggle, to then shut off, shut it off and shed it off. And, un- and kind of emerge a lot stronger. So on a spirit world, um, I believe in spirits. I believe in different galaxies and worlds. I believe in angels and spirit guides, all of that stuff. I was in a cupping session and I met my first mother who birthed my soul onto planet Earth. And it was a really beautiful experience. So I definitely got pretty woo-woo in that sense which totally goes crazy for some people and other people, it totally turns them off. So really, really take what you will. But I believe in connecting with spirits. I have the ability to connect with spirits who have already passed or souls who have passed from this earth into the spirit world, um, which is a whole another conversation and something I, I really do keep private. Um, but that's just kind of an example of how I view the spirit world. This is a temporary existence here on earth. My soul will go through so many different iterations, lifetimes, challenges, either in a human body or in a different type of body. And I cannot wait to meet all of those phases of my life, all of those things. So in that sense, I don't really believe we physically die. Uh, so you can look at it as a way to, I suppose, escape death. But I am very highly conscious of my mortality here on earth because I know this physical body won't be here forever, but my soul is something that will 
100% live on for eternal eternity forever and ever and ever. So that's just something that I truthfully believe. And it also helps me not be so afraid of death at the same time, because I know that I'm here on this earth for a purpose, for a mission. And my soul, my human body, my human mind need to walk through the challenges that this lifetime provides me with so that I can come out the other end with keys of wisdom, with ingrained wisdom into my DNA so that in the next round, wherever I'm reincarnated next, I can carry those inherently with me. So let's talk more on a soul side. Let's come back down to earth. Um, Sometimes when I went through my spiritual awakening, I was just so connected to the higher power. I was so connected to the energy of the universe that I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am having a human experience. I want to be present for the human experience because I'm, I was chosen to be here for a reason and I don't want to skip out on that reason or spiritually bypass that reason because my head is in the clouds in the spirit world. So the soul is your expression here on earth. It is the thing that grounds you. It's the thing that intuitively tells you what you need in this lifetime. And I connect with my soul daily. My entire spiritual practice is meant or directed towards the ultimate goal of connecting with my soul. And I do that through picking cards every single morning. Some are spiritual decks. Some are more just self-development decks. I do that by spending time in nature and connecting myself to the crazy ecosystem that is this planet Earth. I do it through prayer. Prayer is one of the most healing and supportive tools that I have in my toolbox. And I so often when I don't know how to continue or I'm confused about the path forward or feel as if I don't have support or feel as if I'm not held, I immediately go to prayer and I pray to God, higher power, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I call in the support that that energy gives and immediately it rushes through me and I feel held. I feel confident. I feel strong. So prayer is a really, really big part of my journey on a mindset side. Um, Radical responsibility for my reality, understanding that the thoughts in my mind and my subconscious and the beliefs that I live by will paint the picture of what I see with my eyes on a daily basis in my external world. So always making sure that I come from a place of love, that I'm not coming from a place of fear, that when I do act out of fear, I have the option to return to love and I can very quickly move myself back into that. So this way of kind of living on not autopilot, but living with a sense of always checking in, always seeing where my needs need to be met, where I could ground myself more, where I can connect myself to the interconnectivity of this planet. A few episodes back a while ago, I talked about how we are all one. And that has been, that's a very common spiritual saying that I'm sure you've heard that for me many times confused me because I didn't exactly understand what it meant until I realized that what I do here in this room, in my living room in San Diego, affects every single person who listens to this podcast, which means that once they listen to this podcast, the way that they go about their daily lives is going to be different because they listen to the podcast. And it'll be different if they don't listen to the podcast. And then their actions affect the person at Starbucks. And then that person calls their friend in Africa and it just goes and goes and goes. And so to know that when one person suffers in Indonesia or if one person suffers in Texas, it has a ripple effect throughout our entire collective as a humanity and being really in touch with the fact that we are not separate beings, but rather we are connected by the same DNA, by the same life force, by the same emotions, by the same, by the same wiring, 
we have the gift of expressing ourselves very uniquely. We are one in seven billion. And yet at the same time, we're all the same. And it is the most beautiful, profound way to view our experience here on this earth. So my experience here on earth is not meaningless. It is meaningful. It is for a purpose. It is not accidental. Everything I do is in reach of creating fulfilling moments, meaningful moments. Even when something terrible happens to me, I look it in the face and say, how is this happening for me and not to me? How is this a gift for me? How is this going to make me stronger? Everything that happens to me, I accept wholeheartedly because I know it is part of a divine plan. I know that someone out there is putting it in my life because I need to learn something, because they think I can handle it, because it's going to get me to the next level. And so when you are able to look at your life and realize that the challenges and the shortcomings and the setbacks are actually working for you, suddenly all of life becomes this incredible, beautiful game that has your highest good as its purpose for you to play with. And that is so fucking beautiful. So I hope all of that made sense. I just went on a trance, which sometimes I do. You guys know that though. So you're listening to all this. Oh, one other thing is that spirituality has literally given me the strength and confidence to know that I can face my life no matter what, because there's a higher plan, because I am a small speck of a cell of an organism in the entire story that is the galaxy. I know that whatever comes my way, I can handle it because it was given to me. And if it was given to me, it means I can handle it. Nothing I get or receive is an accident. So if it's on purpose, that means that I'm supposed to dance with it. That means that, okay, you chose me, I'll show up because I have such faith in a higher power. I have such faith that they hold me, that they hold all of us, that I walk through life willingly. In many ways, I believe my spiritual practice was the cherry on top that allowed me to not just live and manage my bipolar disorder, but to find meaning from it to wake up every day and find fulfillment and meaning regardless of depression or anxiety or fear or the fight I had with my husband or the fight I had with my sister or whatever it might be, I'm good. Because I know once you wash all this external stuff, once you wash this house away and the money and the job, there lies my soul. And in my soul, it has lived for hundreds and thousands of years, probably in different forms And it is the most magical life force, feeling, being, energy, so fucking abstract, but so great. So spirituality has given me the confidence and the strength to not only want to do life, but know that I can do life no matter what it throws at me. And having that confidence is is in my opinion, the definition of having inner peace. So If you listen to this and you're like, count me the fuck in, I will say that a spiritual experience, it's not a specific roadmap. I can't accelerate it for you. I can't put you on a fast track. I can't offer you read this book, do this, and you'll be good. It really is first to have an open mind. Know that there are some things in the spiritual community that will be talked about that will totally not resonate with you, like aliens. And there will be other things in the spiritual community that are talked about that are totally toxic and unhealthy, as in every community. So have an open mind, meet people with non-judgment, understand that, you know, if they have the ability to talk to spirits in the underworld, listen to them. 
don't shut them off, but really open up your horizon to seeing maybe there is another dimension here at play. And I would also say starting to really meditate on the realization that life is happening for you and not to you puts you in a very, very powerful, proactive state over your life. I will say that if you want to start consuming content that is of the spiritual essence, I think Gabrielle Bernstein is the best place to start for spiritual literature. She is relatable and approachable for the modern person slash woman. I would recommend starting with Spirit Junkie and then moving into The Universe Has Your Back. Spirit Junkie, it's a little it's a little cheeky, a little sorority girl, a little playful, but the stuff she writes in there is super fucking powerful. And then move over to The Universe Has Your Back. You'll see how she's totally grown up and it'll you, the universe has your back blows my mind every single time, but it's, it's simple. It's not complex. It's not so philosophical. So definitely order those two books. And then once you're done with that, I highly recommend Wayne Dyer. He's pretty simple, but I wouldn't read it until maybe you've had a little bit more experience in the spiritual world because while he explains it simply, his messages are so profound and mind blowing that I want you just to be totally ready when you read it. I would start pulling cards. I have the Starseed Oracle, which is a great one. I have Inner Compass. It's a really beautiful way to tap into your intuition and and ask for guidance and receive guidance. I would start listening to podcasts like Expanded by Lacey Phillips. The Almost 30 podcast is really great. Find spiritual teachers that you love and consume their content, but also Shaman Durek is incredible. Yes, he's definitely got some out there concepts. I would not read his book, Spirit Hacking, until you're a little bit more ingrained into the philosophies and energy of spirituality, but he's a really beautiful example. I would listen to his podcast, Ancient Wisdom, today too. So those are just a few resources of things you can consume. I am no spiritual teacher, so a lot of what I said is my personal experience, and I know that Wayne Dyer, Gabrielle Bernstein, Sahara Rose. Sahara Rose is incredible. Check out her TikToks, read her book, Discover Your Dharma, listen to her podcast, Um, There's so many people out there that do this as their dharma, as their purpose for a living, and they're so fucking good at it. And so I know that they can invite you into this space so much more than I can. But I know this was a longer episode than usual. There's just so much to talk about, and I didn't even cover half of it because, to be quite honest, I don't even know how to talk about half of it. So it is a really beautiful journey that I've been on, but my spiritual practice is the number one one most important thing in my life because without it, I am not in touch. I am not connected. I am not grounded. I am not rooted. I do not move with through my life with intention or purpose or fulfillment. So getting me to the place where I'm connected to my soul and living in alignment is only going to help my relationship with my husband flourish and help my agency grow and help my businesses and the podcast grow. So it is my number one priority. I hope you liked this. I know that was a mouthful. I'm interested to listen back to this one because I feel like there were so many different energies at play. But if you know someone who you think would love this episode, I would super, super, super be honored if you would text it to a friend. And of course, a five-star rating always makes me happy. You can go to the link in my show notes to sign up for my Sunday newsletter. It comes out every single Sunday to help you ground and create an intention for your week. I appreciate you all so much. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Have a beautiful day.